I think I felt I was unlovable, yeah Till I understood what love could do more better Them four letters be metamorphic, of course When used to pacify a wage war with self-worth I wish I could have learned it first We should all be so lucky as to have had the last 12 months that Mike Hell Deville has had Except that his year has had more to do with his exceptional talent than good luck It's uh, time for his new album, it's called Maintain So let's find out how he's been doing just that Mike Hell Deville, welcome back to Vocal Yay! Thank you for having me, Vocalo and Joe. I am uh, always excited to talk to you. Uh, The last two times you were here, Mm -hmm. we uh, talked about We Here, Mm -hmm. and we talked about uh, Five Fifths Mm -hmm. from uh, the Growing Concerns Poetry Collective, and then we talked about your last solo album, Mm -hmm. Peace Fam. Oh, yes. Uh, So a lot of folks would give themselves a break after that. (laughs) Not me. uh, No, you are not a lot of folks. What (laughs) accounts for this can't stop, won't stop attitude? Um... I think it's just uh, the agency of like switching art forms on the fly and and understanding that, you know, you can work for a very long time um, doing one kind of art and then understanding that you have an artistic opinion and that entitles you to go and try other arts for a little while. Mm -hmm. Um, The control that acting kind of placed on me was good and I really still enjoy acting, but it's, it's actually like this level of uh, control that you don't have with that kind of art form in which uh, people are telling, you know, dictating a script to you or dictating uh, notes and you're, you're being paid for an interpretation. Whereas with music, I get to write those scripts. I get to like cast myself in all the roles and the stories that I like to tell and I get to perform it. And so I got addicted to that feeling mm-hmm. of being able to just um, have an immediate story to tell um, and get it out into, you know, the public right now who are going through it. And so apparently I had a lot inside of me so you know it's come out in like kind of a breakneck speed and I'm still writing (laughs) well you do have that actor's background and there's a lot of uh, like you said there's a lot of things that may not help you in the rap game but there's a lot of overlap in skill that can absolutely help you out what what does your theater training help you with oh yeah the theater helped me number one uh, with articulation I still do my vocal warm-up, so my voice teacher, Tanara Marshall from UIC, I I hope you're happy. I still do those things. (laughs) You're still tip of the tip of the tongue. (laughs) All of them. I can go through it right now. Yeah, just being able, because I think we live in a a music age right now where um, it's not about articulation. It's not about... Um, stepping forward and being the clearest. It's, it's about the beat. It's about the music and the things that you're saying underneath can be inconsequential. And acting taught me about operatives and taught me about intention and um, presence and what it does in contact with the audience. And so I would never trade my acting background or my poetry background because those things made me a better performer, which is where it really counts, I think. Episodes from my area code. We never fit the description. We break in the mold for ferocious soul. Chicago got explosive glow. I give a pound to my skin folk. I'm ocean. You fishbowl. Swim bowl. The game sold by your water sign. You drowned in the open air. Curated in a timeline of dollar signs and pushing the brand all you care about keep your connections fam up your clubhouse clout i do this with the content conscious strolling with raheem when we shout you're listening to vocalo i'm jill hopkins joining me in the studio poet mc renaissance man michael deville I want to talk about a term that has been used to describe you and by now an entire generation of hip-hop 
conscious rap. Oh. <laughs> what did you think I was going to say? <laughs> I was about to say, hold up. Uh, wait, wait, what are people saying about me in the streets anything, right really. now? <laughs> well, I, I, I always uh, I, I want to ask about your perspective on <laughs> mm-hmm. that because it's been thrown at everybody from uh, De La Soul. Maybe, I think that may be the first time I ever heard mm-hmm. it to describe somebody. Would you describe yourself in that way? How do you feel about that phrase and what does it mean to you? Yeah, I mean... Yes and no, I guess. Like categories to me are weird because we yeah. we are in a musical period where, like Drake tried to say at the Grammys, you don't really need the validation from award, uh, you know, uh, institutions. Um, you can kind of put this music out yourself. You can be whatever you want. Hip hop is the leading language of the world That's currently. Um, we're winning Pulitzers, you know what I mean, and so. It's not just a genre anymore. It's a medium with a bunch of subgenres in it, mm-hmm. and so you can be an emo rapper. You could be a, a you know, it, it's so much you can do. And so to to make categories um, breeds a level of competition in my mind. And I don't think hip hop is a competition. It's an ocean, and we're all just swimming in it with our own like kind of gills, you know. Mm-hmm. And so when somebody calls me conscious. Um, kind of you know ball up a little bit because you know we all should be conscious we all should be critical of what's going on and and um you know if that helps people identify me from a trap rapper or anything else and separate then you know more power to them to compartmentalize but in terms of what i'm doing i'm a storyteller i just i just tell the stories and report what um, I've known and what I feel mostly. Um, it's probably about 80% of what I feel versus what I know. So to be conscious is just to be aware. And so, you know, it's a compliment and it's kind of like something that makes me cringe a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> Drake said it, like you said, at the Grammys, that's a validation, schmalidation. Mm-hmm. Uh, but also, you were psyched about Afropunk <laughs> 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 the Free Soul video and yes. the album. You <laughs> should be pumped that Billboard yeah. is premiering the album. What kind of mile markers are these for you and 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 tell me about some some bigger goals that you've set for yourself yeah i mean yes i shun validation and i also <laughs> like give, to, it. give it to me i need it um but, but it's just the nature of the business you have to have some of these things in order for people to for the music to get out there just to bigger audiences is not on my socials um you know i can preach to chicago all day about how good chicago is but unless the world's sees it and hears it and we don't get you know and get those platforms uh to kind of co-sign what we're doing a lot of people don't see it as serious and so i have to play the game in that kind of way so for me it it, it was big in a way in in which the moment i got afropunk and the moment billboard like kind of streamed immediately i you know i flashed back just three years ago when i started doing this I did it because I was going through a lot of trauma and a lot of pain and these were and I was being told no a lot that my sound wasn't the sound Mm. Um, that there is only enough room for one chance to rap or one common one you know Jamila Woods and your voice doesn't fit anywhere near those things so why should anyone listen Um, so to go from the basement and doing these things for a community who cares about the messiness and cares about the process of that messiness um, to an uh, international platform of people paying attention to what, what's happening here is, is, is fantastic. It's, it's, it's a really heartening experience. It means that, for me, these things weren't for naught, you know, um, that the world can receive my voice and that I'm enough, you know, and um, that validation, that belief that I felt in myself wasn't um, just ego. It was, it was something that, you know, people actually hopefully need and want to hear. So... For me, it, it, it means a lot, and I hope I hope I can continue to uh, 
uh, rise. The only only goals I set for myself really is uh, to keep doing it because even when I feel discouraged, this kind of music, the music that I know that I'm making, at the very least, it can help someone. Mm. Um, and it could be therapy for other people, not just for myself. It's not as selfish as it was when I first started. Um, it's 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 for people. And, you know, I, I would hope to play a festival or two or to travel around the country a little bit. That's it. I don't care about the other stuff, the fame, the, the clout, all of that, the money. Um, I just wanted to reach as many people as possible. And you're working. You're, this is it's fun. It's yeah. art, but you're it's work. Yes. And who doesn't want some recognition for a job well done? Absolutely. Yeah. It's a, it's a, it's important sometimes because especially in a country where they tell you that you got to have a plan B when you're doing this. It's not a lot of respect for what we do, and because of that, people see the ten percent of the glow, and they they see Afropunk and they see Billboard and stuff like that, but they don't see the ninety percent of sweat and hunger and no pennies in my pocket and nobody listening to my stuff, a hundred listeners this month, you know what I mean? Probably less. Um, So to get those kinds of things, knowing that it will get into more people's ears and hopefully help someone, um, you know, I am selfish about that. And I am really, really happy that, you know, um, they chose my music to, to for that because I know it's something in there for people. I do this for the common sovereigns yeah. holding down the kingdoms with their vocals, keeping it local, no replacement, taking our reparations. Want us mentally free, but freedom is what you make of it. Deface the myth that we were never five fifths. Embrace the feel with confidence, been feeling myself like ever since. Because I know we're not just pieces of a whole. Individually, we're in control. Watch us glow. I'm Jill Hopkins. This is Vocalo. You're listening to my conversation with Chicago MC. Michael Deville, you uh, make so much time for fun on on <laughs> on, on all of your uh, projects. Yeah. Uh, talk to me about the free soul video, or as I've been calling it, Negroes enjoying. <laughs> yes, <laughs> this video made me equally happy to be black <laughs> as it made me upset that it was winter time. Oh yes, how dare you release? <laughs> A summer jam in this polar vortex. It was, it was the plan. I knew it, right? My birthday is in this month. It is, is February, and and I usually get super depressed around this month living in Chicago and just being, you know, uh, a, a, a staple in Chicago. We, no matter if it was um, mild the entire time, this is the month where snow comes, ice comes, God forgot about you, cold happens. <laughs> and so the whole point in this project being so short um, e- each of these songs should feel like its own separate world and its own separate universe. And so um, I literally told New Trash, the company, shout out New Trash, the company who um, shot this video, that I wanted to remake um, the electric relaxation video for Chicago. Looking mm. at that video, you see them paying homage to New York just by driving around in the backseat of a car rapping and meeting up with other rappers of that time. Um, it wasn't this clout chasing thing. It was like you would see Queen Latifah and Pac and Tribe all just hanging out, yeah. um, you know, supporting one another's videos and stuff like that. And I know we have that same energy and potential here in Chicago because I've been a part of that scene. And a lot of people just don't want to do it. They want to rep their specific uh, brands and they want to until they get into Billboard and until they get on, then they'll do some like kind of collaborations or mm-hmm. something. So I wanted to just show like even at the level that I that I, that I'm at that. It's community here in Chicago, and we can get through this polar vortex together with sunny colors and yeah. stuff like that. So hopefully it worked. Hopefully people, you know, when they look at that video, they feel a little bit, like, happier. Um, you know, I could have put that out in the summer, but 
everybody's putting that kind of stuff out in the summer. Why not do it in the winter? Through the basement, art is the celebration. Bigging my brother up while preaching self-preservation. Can't contain the truth. I spit it between my crooked tooth. Legitimately, why in the booth? I'm here to save your ears from fake news. Beware of elevators, play the gold for the top of the cost your soul. You're listening to Vocalo. Joining me in the studio is Michael DeVille. Now let's talk about Maintain. Mm-hmm. You have said uh, that with this album you are seeking to dismantle toxic masculinity and promote mental stability in black men. Now, mm-hmm. not all rappers come in with a mission like that. <laughs> uh, how do you incorporate that into your work, not just as a rapper? And why is it something you felt the need to do on a hip-hop album? The reason why I wanted to put it on a hip-hop album and not just through my poetry or in some uh, other medium is because um, I think it's radical. I think it's it's, it's rebellious because hip-hop can be very archaic in a lot of ways. Mm-hmm. Um, the conversations that we're having in hip-hop in my opinion, could have been had and have been had, you know, on an underground level um, 20 to 30 years ago in terms of, like, respect for women. It's not, you know, a, a, a mandate to disrespect women in your raps, but we t- we continue to do it. Even the most conscious of rappers end up doing that and using words that, um, you know, isolate half a audience base. Mm-hmm. I want my music to be as accessible as possible to everybody. Um, I want it to be egoless. Um, and if... In the process, I end up isolating people who have this kind of idea, this gatekeeping idea of what hip hop truly is and what it's supposed to be, and it's not sticking to those tenets. Those aren't the fans that I want anyway. And so to dismantle toxic masculinity and everything I do, specifically the public facing things that I do, um, is an act of rebellion. And all of music should be an act of rebellion, specifically in the time that we live in currently. It's a very lofty goal. I don't think I will ever accomplish that goal because this country is made, uh, I was born in toxic masculinity, you know, Mm -hmm. so it's really me unpacking not only my own toxic masculinity, but um, the things that pervades even the top levels of government and how that trickles down and affects people um, who are in those basements creating every day. Um, So hopefully this album is a step toward doing something like that and I can continue to make those steps as I release more music. And we've talked about the the mission that's been folded into the album, but I know you're you're telling a grander story here. What story is that? Um, the story about black perseverance and how that's that's still unfolding um, and that's still something that is that needs to be recognized. We are not done in a lot of ways and wherever you want to take that in, in specifically in hip hop. We're not done. I love the term maintain. I've been hearing it even more and more since I made this album. Um, in old hip-hop records. What you up to, son, maintain it. You, you hear this from Guru and Nas and Outkast. It's, it's everywhere. And it's this idea of um, just being, just sustaining in a country that hunts you is a radical act. And it is just just surviving and finding a way to survive and keep your wits about you. I, I want to honor that because, you know, so much about our art a lot of times is about going to the next level, whatever that is, and blowing up and getting out of here and getting out of this place that gave you the killer instinct that made you think about getting out of this place. But just surviving in this system and finding ways to cope and finding ways to like, you know, face a lot of the hardships that happen to us every day to the point where it feels like a futility, that should be celebrated. And it doesn't necessarily have to be steeped in all of our trauma stories. We don't constantly have to retell those over and over because that's re-traumatizing us. How do we do this and still have hope at the end of it? So the, the album itself is critical of this time period, but ultimately I hope 
people have hope at, at the end of listening to something like this. And that's the grander picture. It's just, you know, we can maintain. We can't. Well, thank you for the optimism. We need all that we can get right now. <laughs> yeah. And thank you for the music. Let's uh, get some info out to some people. Maintain is the name of the new album, and you can find it uh, anywhere records are sold. <laughs> you can go to MikeHeldeville.com or follow him at MikeHeldeville. Thank you so much. Thank you. Ritual just for my soul. Go with the long hoodie up with headphones on. Uh, just making space for my spirit to roam. Make some mistakes, but I'm building my zone. Not all on the phone. It's stalling. Need to flip the script and monologue. No more withdrawing. Speak upon the love I got for self, so I'm evolving. Giving myself permission because I'm worthy to be the type.